next thing you know, by now a huge problem is heading our way. An emergency meeting is being called at our usual place immediately. Free bagels. I've made a shocking discovery. I need you to get me in touch with NASA immediately. Well, NASA and I aren't really on speaking terms these days. Well, that'll change. When you tell them that the moon is out of orbit. There's no need to panic. Not crazy! Why are they lying about all this? It's too late to stop. You knew all this was happening before NASA. You are the unidentified source? Oh, yes. We're dealing with an intelligent entity. We're planning a mission to attack this thing. I'm asking you for your help. Say yes, Brian. I need you to be brave. If the moon really is what you think it is, suit up. You have got a big gravity wave coming your way. You have to launch now. Did he say gravity wave? Trouble on the way. We're underwater, guys. Uh, that's crazy. What's the plan? Save the moon, save Earth. Brian, what are you doing? It's flying itself. Wait for it. Oh, you son of a... In 2022, humanity will face the dark side of the moon. Well, it's already 2022, and you know what I have to say about that? Fuck the moon! (laughs) This is the Pool Scene Podcast. This is our second ever spoiler cast. Our first was, of course, F9. The Fast Saga. Which also almost went to the moon. This time, we will be discussing and completely spoiling the only available in theaters, Moonfall. See, they almost went to the moon in Fast 9. This time, we bring the moon to us. (laughs) Yes. Kinda. I'm Kevin. I'm joined by Jim. And we... Just came from the theater, theater, where we saw Roland Emmerich's Moonfall. Oh, great. Roland Emmerich has, he's kind of been a reoccurring theme around these parts. He likes beating a dead horse. As we covered his movies, Independence Day and Independence Day Resurgence, which I still feel is the worst movie we've ever covered on the Pool Scene Podcast. Totally agree. Go listen to our episode covering that, please. If you still fun, to, still fun to listen to. We had fun. Yeah, fun episode. Bad movie. Some of his directing efforts include Universal Soldier, Stargate, Godzilla 98, The Patriot, The Day After Tomorrow, 10,000 BC, 2012, White House Down, And his last film back in 2019, Midway. 
Which I like Midway. Midway was really good, actually. I mean, you kind of get a theme, though, right? Disaster, shit happens. Day After Tomorrow, which still makes no sense to me. It's a horrible movie. 10,000 BC, 2012, White House Town. All of these alternative scenario yeah. disasters. End of movies. the world. Yes. NASA was involved in consulting for Moonfall, despite <laughs> fucking how lie. far-fetched and conspiratorial the premise is. They advised, in a way, just to give an idea of types of realistic scenarios that would happen if the moon got closer to Earth. And they threw that right out the window. Like increasing the spin of the Earth, therefore increasing tidal and volcanic activity. That doesn't mean the movie stuck to the science, as we'll tell you shortly. Jim, before we move on to spoiling the plot, give us the budget for Moonfall, and let's try to predict the final box office. The budget seems to go between 138 and 146 million. This weekend, it is only brought in. million dollars and it's rated 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. Today is Wednesday, so it's been in theaters for five, six days. So let's assume 20, a good accurate amount. You think it's only gonna make 10 more 10 million more dollars? I think well, if we're standing here uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday. If it made 17.4 And that's domestic or international? It's domestic. I'm thinking right now, I would say they've had to have squeezed out another three million in the past three days. Well, I will say this is one of the most expensively produced independent films in history. Although people have begun going to theaters in larger numbers for things like Spider-Man and Jackass. We're still way down. I will say we we did see this in theaters with two other people, surprisingly. Yeah, that, that was it. Wednesday night at five o'clock, I thought it would be us sneaking in some beers, ripping some darts. I think it'll take a bath. I predict final box office combined, and maybe I'm a fool. I think it'll be about $74 million. Oh. We'll have to make a note to track this over the next few weeks. And just because... How long are we going to say the run's going to go with it? I don't know. I don't know. Because is there other movies that are being released to theaters? I don't know how anything works anymore. I don't know. I think it will. Well, for instance, like I said, our normal theater had like 13 or 14 actual theaters within it. They're only running five theaters yeah, now. That's it. It's, it's so. still so weird because the we're watching the death of the American movie theater. Yes, Not, we are. I don't think completely, but I love going to the movies, but it just, I don't know. But take a look at like a perfect example of something like Disney's Encanto. Disney's Encanto, it went to theaters. No one really saw it in theaters. Not it at all. Nothing. Now on Disney Plus, it has the number one song on Billboard is yeah, from Encanto. Which yeah. makes me think they should have streamed Moonfall in association with the theater release. Well, right. Would have helped it out a see, lot. I don't know how any of that works. Are they making any money streaming? Like it stuff is going to streaming faster, but where is the money coming That's from? Saying, there's a lot of agreements involved. Let's talk about the plot again. <laughs> this plot. Jim, you're going to have to. Oh. Yeah, we're going to have to do this together. Yeah, um, we're going to have to. And, you know, if any of you out there don't want the, if you've made it this far and you don't want Moonfall spoiled, please shut it off and re- return to this podcast at a later date when you've watched Moonfall. Now, I will say this was a dumb movie, but it was like an okay dumb movie. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. It lost me in the last maybe five, ten minutes. I would say so. So last last opportunity, shut it off, revisit. It Hell, it may be on Netflix in a month. We'll see. Be warned. Be safe. This is your final warning. Spoiler alert. 
Let's collide into the plot. Our movie opens in 2011 during a space shuttle mission with three astronauts. One is inside the shuttle, which is Jacinda Joe Fowler, Halle Berry. And while the other two astronauts are outside the shuttle, a black swarm, which looks like the smoke monster from Lost. Pretty much, but more mechanical. Yeah, it's like a biomech smoke monster. It swarms two astronauts. One is presumably killed. We just kind of don't see. He just see. floats off into the it, nether. Yeah, and the other is Brian Harper. Back on Earth, Brian Harper goes through this arc where it's like at first he's hailed as this hero because he lands a space shuttle with no, no power. power. He glides it, at home. He glides at home. He lands it. He's this hero. But then he quickly becomes an like he gets outcast as a liar. He's a scapegoat. Because he says that there was this black swarm and all this stuff. And NASA basically says you're lying and this could have been a solar flare. And they determined that the failure of the mission was due to human error. And the other thing about that is Fowler, Joe Fowler, she doesn't vouch for him. She was unconscious. Yes, during this the- shuttle is doing barrel rolls this whole time. But quite honestly, if it was a solar flare, wouldn't they have been burnt to a cinder if it was a solar flare? Yeah. I the don't way know. they made it sound. Yeah. So yeah. she doesn't vouch for him. It kind of ends their relationship. And relationship is, he calls her his work wife. Mm -hmm. But even that relationship, they didn't really go much into at all. Ten years later, we meet conspiracy theorist Casey Houseman, who believes that the moon is an alien-built megastructure. Hacking or, I guess, illegally using a satellite. Yeah. He gets a job as a janitor, and we only figure this out through deduction later. 20 minutes into the movie, we had no idea who this guy no really idea. was. Yeah, so None. I get the feeling he only got a job as a janitor so that he could get, get into, into the this, satellite yeah. array. So he gets into the satellite array, and he discovers that the moon has reversed its orbit, and it's getting closer to Earth. Dun, dun, dun. NASA, they discover the same thing, and they send three astronauts on very short notice. Very short notice. A lunar mission. It's like within 24 hours. Yeah, let's turn it around, people. Let well, do when it. they get there, they're all punctured through the face hole by the moon's dick. <laughs> the best way to put it yeah everything on earth is getting worse so basically as the moon gets closer the tides yeah there are some science things in this movie that i don't i didn't write down or take notes but but it's like they said that as the moon gets closer we'll experience like an entire year in like three weeks or something that's what they said it's something 27 days yeah so there's tsunamis earthquakes etc joe is given access to classified information to see that Harper was telling the truth. She sees the the mission footage. Yes. Of, of the smoke mech monster. The moon's dick in his face. <laughs> and she also finds out that during the moon landing in 1969, when we lost signal for two minutes. Which is true. It's a true event. It's actually because they discovered abnormalities. So there was a, what do we want to call it? A porthole that the moon's dick comes out of. Yes. Like there's the shaft. A, yes. There's like a uh, disc hole. Pretty much. In the moon. That goes down 25 kilometers. And there's a yeah, lot lights and stuff nasa and the astronauts upheld this secret all this time donald sutherland creeping in the shadows was in charge so holden field is in charge of keeping this secret and he was in a movie for five minutes if that. that was it so she also learns that they have developed 
an EMP, so this weapon, because they know about this swarm and they developed a weapon to potentially fight this swarm. Some other events happen and eventually Casey, Harper, and Joe take a retired shuttle to the moon. There was in a museum. That they were amazingly able to prep within, what, a couple days? Yeah, they drive it down Main Street. It's the Space Shuttle Endeavor, which is spray-painted on the side. Fuck the moon. Fuck the moon. They take the Endeavor to the moon. They get into the center of the moon, away from the Black Cloud, who's, like, knocking on the door to get in. But, Kevin, remember, one engine went out, so they waited to the moon to get closer to use less engines to get to the moon. Yeah, they let the moon come to them. Science. There is a white dwarf at the center of the moon, which is destabilizing the structure's orbit. So you can go read about a white dwarf. I'm not going to begin. It sort of like has the building materials of the universe. Yes, exactly. It's the building materials of the universe at the center of the moon inside. A Dyson sphere. You said, yes. In the 20th century, a physicist called Freeman Dyson postulated the theory that an enormous hollow sphere could be constructed around a star. This would have the advantage of harnessing all the radiant energy of that star and any population living on the interior surface would have virtually inexhaustible sources of power. And you said it looks like Halo in there, which it does. It does. There's Halos everywhere. This is where the movie changes. (laughs) It's an understatement. We get a huge exposition dump to explain everything. Basically, the moon's operating system... Windows 11. (laughs) Says all of this to Harper. And Jim, check me on this, but basically... I got your back. Billions of years ago, our ancient ancestors, who were very similar to us, the same DNA, they were extremely technologically advanced. They eliminated war. More so than present-day humans. They had a perfectly peaceful civilization. But, Kevin... However, artificial intelligence also became too advanced and attacked society they created skynet basically so our ancient ancestors built the moon in order to repopulate humanity so they were several moons but ours was the only one complete Yes. So they built all of these moons, artificial structures with the building materials to repopulate the earth to find the AI worms or whatever they are, are flying around looking for these planets. They're attracted to electrical signals from organic units. Yes. Wow. And they have found the moon, Fuck the which moon. is explaining why they've managed to like get in and hack it so that it's heading towards Earth. Because they're doing a two-for-one deal, mm-hmm. where basically by destroying the moon, they will also destroy Earth. The whole time that Joe, Harper, and Casey are up there, the U.S. military is threatening to nuke the moon. The constant, one of the biggest tropes in every end-of-the-world scenario movie is, oh, this is how we'll deal with it. We'll just nuke the fucker. You have to, it's so funny because you have to, I mean, you have to suspend disbelief in any movie like this, but it's, we have this fundamental belief that the Earth and the orbit and the rotation in relation to the moon, and then we find out that it's an artificial structure, so everybody's first thoughts like, well, if it's fake, why don't we just blow it up? Of course. Which, again, (laughs) requires a lot of science to... (laughs) But the thing that makes it even more ridiculous is they have to wait till the moon is in our upper atmosphere to nuke it. Yeah, which I think would probably we'd well, be fucked already. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. Yeah, about we're getting a lot into of it. that. So at the last minute, the the zero barrier equivalent of this movie, KC pulls a Harry Stamper because this whole time Harper 
you know, he had his powwow with the AI system and has decided that he's going to sacrifice himself to blow up the EMP inside of the black cloud. But Casey pulls the Harry Stamper. He, we yes. went Gracie. Yeah, we went. So he does exactly that. He detonates the EMP and sacrifices himself, destroys the AI. The moon, however this happens, returns to its regular orbit and location. But not looking like the moon. It looks like the Death Star. It does. We learn that the moon has stored Casey's consciousness and that they need to get to work. Oh, God. Fowler and Joe are reunited on Earth with their families. I'm pretty sure that uh, they might be an item now i i don't i'm not sure they had sex on the broken chrysler building on top of a mountain his ex-wife's there but her his ex-wife's new husband sacrificed himself who seemed to have been the richest lexus dealer i've ever seen in my life i i have a lot of questions about that scene when he sacrifices himself he takes he gives his oxygen mask because there's no oxygen on earth he gives his oxygen mask to his daughter so that she can march uh, to catch up with her family. Well, they all take their oxygen masks off and say, the oxygen is returning. He should be okay. Shouldn't he be fine? He's wandering off somewhere. Maybe he's fine and they just gave up on him. Fuck him. He's done. Left on him. So uh, let's talk about cast. Halle Berry as Jocinda Joe Fowler, a former NASA astronaut now serving as deputy director of NASA. Then acting director of NASA. Patrick Wilson as Brian Harper, who, again, former astronaut, now a disgraced, can't pay his rent guy. No. How many summonses did he have from the sheriff's department? He had some fucking squatters rights. Did because, you need to, yeah, he had like five of them. Why didn't he sell that Mustang in his garage? Oh, God. He had five final notes. Notices. Now, call me stupid. Landlords have a key to the house. They could easily just take all the shit and repo it oh, or yeah. throw it out in the yard. Not their landlord. Squatter's rights. We're fine. John Bradley uh, from Game of Thrones as Casey Houseman, a conspiracy theorist who he, we don't ever really get enough information about him. We don't. We know his mom has like Alzheimer's and dementia. He That's, calls himself a doctor when he's not in reality. He admits that at the end. He's he not a real doctor. a conspiracy website. He has a job at, what's it called? Sol- Salami Beacon? It's a pastrami place, like super pastrami or something like that. I wish I could remember. But it's a it's a pastrami drive-in. Yeah. Which, what kind of sauces do you have? And he, uh, yeah. yeah, it's weird. weird. Michael Pena as Tom Lopez, which is the ex-wife new husband charlie Plummer, as sunny harper brian and brenda's son who's he looks like von wagner from nxt 2.0 he's 18 he goes to jail over i mean i think he would get bail i don't know not just that he would have drowned in fucking jail yes yes kelly you is michelle she's an exchange student who's essentially like an au pair yeah for halle berry's son Donald Sutherland is Holdenfield. He's a gatekeeper of NASA. He's the dungeon, the dungeon master. Such a waste of an amazing actor for such a piss poor part. Emmy Aquacor as General Doug Davidson. He's not great. He is. And this is no offense. He's a very, very dry, monotonous actor who was trying to be, he was trying to channel like. He put on his angry face. Yeah. He's very he, bad. He uh, holds the president of the United States. At gun force. A gun force? <laughs> he holds a gun force? That wasn't the president. No, I... What? It wasn't? That was his gen... That was a general. Oh, I was hoping... We didn't was. know who the fuck... They only brought up the president once in this entire oh, movie. A president. A gun force. <laughs> gun force. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I wish this movie was called Gun Force. Carolina Bartzak as Brenda Lopez, which is Brian's ex-wife, Sonny's mother. Maxim Roy as Gabriella Auclair, a military captain who leads the task force, not the gun force, which is a mission to rescue Brian and Houseman. Why am I still reading these? Frank Scorpion. Frank's, is he related to Fabian Scorpio? It's S-C-H- O-R-P-I-O-N. It's like Schwarpian. Scorpion. Schwarpian. As General Jenkins, that's who gets held at gun force. Yeah. So, Jim, who's your uh, who's your MVP Fuck of this one? Anybody? It would have to be uh, Fat Guy, Dr. Hausman. Yeah. By far, he's yeah. the best. Casey Hausman. And, and a little tease for later, um, I would say that he, you know, they're going to set up the sequel with him, I would say. At the end of this episode, Kevin and I are going to create a sequel to this movie because it is not going to happen. Yeah. There's no sequel to this movie. All right. Let's talk about best scenes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I will say, so first off, Casey Houseman's cat is named Fuzz Aldrin. Which is cool. It's awesome. Nice little nod. He impersonates astronaut Brian Harper and speaks to a bunch of students. What is this, a library? No, they're at the Griffith Observatory. Okay, they're at the Griffith Observatory, and they're yeah. waiting on the astronaut to show up, and he walks in, and they think it's Brian Harper. You know, the moon's a mega structure. Yeah. He's, uh, he's not an Australian, no. but... <laughs> whatever he's uh he spouts all his conspiracy theories about the moon being hollow and then brian shows up and has him escorted but not before casey tells him check the data yeah because he's got all the printouts of the trajectory of the moon as it approaches the earth yes i love the fact that we kick off the movie with an homage to apollo 11 but one of my favorite scenes is we actually get a lot of these scenes where it's like roland emmerich's boner destruction scenes Quite frankly, he didn't have the budget like he had in previous movies, even Independence Day, where the destruction scenes look fucking incredible. It looks like they cut a lot of money out. But one of my favorite scenes by far, I love, and this is a serious scene, where Dr. Hausman goes to visit his mom, and he always says that, because his mom doesn't remember she has Alzheimer's and dementia, that he just wants to make his mom proud that yeah. he ends up being something. That's one of the last things he says before he decides to end it and save the earth. Like, make sure you tell my mom that I mounted to something. Mm -hmm. But him trying to explain to his mom, hey, mom, I'm going to be something. And that's when she says, before she blanks back out, bring him to you, honey. And yeah. that's what he does. A ridiculous scene, but the head of NASA decides to quit. Just up and quit and promote. He, so basically, this is after the three guys get face fucked by the moon's dick. Yeah, which is and a cool alien attack. Yeah, though. it's pretty neat. It, it just, it's relentless. It just stabs them each right in the face. He basically is like, that's enough for me. He calls his wife and I don't remember. He's like, hey, pack your bags. We're leaving. He just gives Halle Berry his credentials and he's like, go to. You wanted this job. Go to the archives. He's like, you've been trying to take my job for a while. He's like, go to the archives and look up and he tells her what to look up. And she literally just goes to a facility with no lights and watches the footage but donald sutherland literally talking to her in the shadows it also seemed like that basement that donald sutherland and halle berry were in was the library basement in ghostbusters yeah i was waiting for a spirit to show the hell up probably my next scene that i liked was the data dump from the skynet aliens yeah into what's his name brian uh, the astronaut yeah brian harper about you know we are your descendants. We did all this shit, and now this is the result of it. Quite frankly, it's kind of allegory where we are with, like, Alexa yeah. and all this stuff. We really want to breed AI, but of course, our robots turn against us in true Terminator fashion, folks. But I love that data dump. I actually heard today that we're approximately, based on the rate of technology 
predicted by this. I should even talk about this because I don't have all the facts in front of me. At the rate technology has grown, basically, we could have never imagined like a smartphone. Yeah. 20 years ago. And now we have everything in the world at our fingertips. In another 20 years, they think we could get to the point where AI would be smarter than human intelligence. And then we're fucked. And then we're fucked. We're completely fucked. I have, so the fuck the moon endeavor driving down Main Street. Yeah. They literally, there's no space shuttles left. They've been destroyed. Are there any museums? Yeah. The one they, and literally they have ones in museums. So Halle Berry gets the idea, Joe, to say, we're just going to go to a museum. She got it from her son's toy space shuttle. Yes. It's hanging from like tethers. The the rafters. From the rafters. It's Quaker State. They get it down. And for whatever reason, it's just functional. Yeah. And they drive drive it down main street with uh still with the fuck the moon spray painted on the side but the one of my favorite scenes in this movie because it's just very like michael bayer roland emmerich there is a what they call a gravity wave heading towards them oh uh, this whole movie during, defies logic. during the they're at this what do they call it where it's vandenberg it? air force base they where vandenberg air force base all this weather is hitting it in the process before they launch while they're doing their calculations and everything, the shuttle takes on damage and it loses one of its three engines. Yeah. And Halle Berry just does what I would equate to the opposite of the Independence Day speech. Not like... Gives up. Everybody, this is our Independence Day. Her get speech, the fuck out of her here! Her speech is, uh, we tried. We failed. But why doesn't everybody just uh, go home? <laughs> So that's our speech. And uh, there's only a handful of them that are left behind. And Casey, who's the MVP of this movie, yes. does all the calculations based on how the moon is rotating to give them hope to still go. The smartest scientists on Earth could not determine that the moon's gravity would change as it approaches Earth, but it took a nutter to figure it out. He works at Pastrami King. That's right. But uh, So anyhow, there is... A gravity wave heading towards the shuttle. And they're doing the full T minus 10, 9. And Brian says, fuck it, we're launching. The wave encompasses the shuttle during launch. They're underwater. They launch through water. The boosters are still ignited. It's awesome, but it is totally impossible. As the kids stand there and watch. Who are supposed to be driving to Denver. Knowing this gravity wave is coming. And then they go, oh shit. What the fuck did you expect? Every once in a while, we'll get an update from the news where it's like, everybody needs to get to high land. You know, like... No shit. Evacuate the coasts. Head to Denver. Yeah, Denver. So I would be remiss if I did not mention, this is going into my Star Trek roots, only way that these aliens can communicate are through your strongest memories. In Deep Space Nine, you Star Trek fans out there know that the Bajoran Prophets also did the same thing. So I think Roland Emmerich was doing a nod to Star Trek, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to, rather than the best scenes, (laughs) this is kind of just an open discussion. Questions. logic, whatever we want to talk about. First, I'll say if things go as well as Emmerich hopes, there will be two sequels coming and there'll be even more batshit than this one, according to Emmerich. Great. I hope Venus falls. But if you remember, there were supposed to be sequels to Independence Day Resurgence and we see how that went. Thank God it didn't happen. So... I would say at this point, it probably won't be a sequel. There's no way he's breaking even on this movie. There's no way. In a couple moments, we'll get to what our sequel would be. It's awesome. Halle Berry gets a phone call in the middle of the night just from NASA. It's NASA. Not from any specific person at NASA. 
She works at NASA. People out there who have jobs, most of you, I would assume, do you just have your works, like, do you have your boss's name on your phone? You would have the boss's name, yeah. Like, not just or NASA. NASA Frank. Yeah. NASA, NASA. Jenny, yeah. you know, but instead it just, it's NASA. Yeah, it's Dave NASA. Dave NASA's on the phone. <laughs> when it's leaked to Twitter that the moon's orbit has shifted, everyone starts fleeing and heading to higher ground because of the tide growing. But it's like... Which is very 2012, by the way. They're predicting that the moon is going to rip apart. Higher ground is not going to help you. First of all, a couple of cool scenes when you see the moon falling and it's going past the atmosphere, which is really cool. At that point, folks, we're done. There's yes. There's, no, we're not surviving that. Well, OK, that OK, right there. You have a planetary body right there. The so that is my biggest the biggest discussion and the biggest point I want to mention with this movie. At what point is there irreparable damage? Because the moon just keeps getting closer and closer and closer. So two things are happening. One, the orbit of the moon being that close is causing natural disasters. The same reason if an asteroid ever hit Earth and hit specifically in the ocean, it would hit through all of the depth of the slam ocean. Slam into the bedrock. Would slam into the bedrock, would crack the foundation of the Earth. That tidal wave would probably travel. Like 100 miles high. It's at huge. least 100 miles high, thousands of miles. Game over coasts are gone extinction level event yes as the moon gets closer in this tidal activity there'd be a similar effect maybe not to an asteroid hitting the earth but there would be an effect where those tidal waves would completely and we see some of that yeah, we have we see like new york we see some other places that are just entirely like wiped out so the other thing that's happening is there's all of this space junk so as the moon it's getting like torn apart the closer it gets so all of this debris from the moon is falling to earth the actual pieces of the moon yes are falling to earth so at what point are is life no longer sustainable on earth there's no way even once the moon pools back and goes home what is left like i mean oxygen is being yes. sucked out it's gone so much damage has been done uh, not to mention the atmospheric issues like there's no longer an ozone which there's not really an ozone layer anymore but there's not an ozone layer there's it's all gone the axis has changed life on earth is no longer sustainable exactly. after this and like it literally the moon gets so close when they're going to nuke it that it collides with earth yeah like just a little bit and it's fine yeah so that's crazy what do you feel about the uh character design of the moon dick i mean i'm glad it wasn't like aliens or like independence day where it's literally a physical manifestation yes, of an alien i'm glad it's not that because it's not an alien it's, it's ai it's ai so it makes sense that it's nano but it's like a cloud of nano and it it has this starfish hexagon type when it's about to attack type shape to it which i guess makes sense but which i also and i might be stretching here when it's about to attack we see with the doctor when he's about to launch the emp device when it opens up like a starfish and then it's green yeah. inside is that a not independence day and in the the main weapon of the spaceships i don't know because it's the same thing yeah but there's another thing i want to bring up too since we've just gone into it all could have been different mr walker you should have allowed nature to take its course this whole movie is just logic based anyway so the one thing i want to know 
is they bring up the fact of this Zulu X-Ray 7. Yeah. They don't really elaborate what Zulu X-Ray 7 it's the was. the EMP, EMP device. So that's Zulu X-Ray yes. 7. Yeah. Okay. Because she's not supposed to know about that. Did you really need to have such an elaborate no, thing you for didn't. an EMP just, bomb? No, no. Because she just gets unbridled access to everything. And her husband, who is this angry-faced... Secret- is he a secretary of no, defense? No, it says what he is. Let me let me tell you exactly. Okay. Because he comes across like it. He definitely works in the Pentagon. He is United States Air Force four-star general, and he served as chief of staff of the United States Air Force. So I don't know. My logic issue is... You just have one? One, just one. That's it. <laughs> is No, this is all kind of been logic. Yeah, there's is, a ton. So Casey's mom tells him in a moment of clarity, make them believe you. I've proved all this is true. But they don't believe But they you. don't believe me. And she said, make them listen. And he, he takes it to heart by holding like a days in, you know, like... Yeah. Club of you know the science conspiracy theorists, yeah. And Brian had returned to Griffith Observatory to get the documents out of the trash, yeah. Then he shows up at the Nutter meeting to basically at least hear him out, to hear Casey out. Well, at this point during the meeting, while they're there, they go to a diner and whatever. They're getting attacked by waves and by debris and water. You know, the building's taking on water. I'm led to believe that mostly everyone has evacuated. I would hope that so. This is an empty building. But for whatever reason, Brian and Casey share a hotel room. Why do they share a hotel room? All these other rooms they could have selected. They literally could have picked any room. It's like they're best buds. It's weird. Let's expand off that hotel thing. Oh, yeah. With this moon shit happening. Yeah. All these satellites are being destroyed. Mm -hmm. So how cell phones are still fucking working, they shouldn't be. No. Out of all these things that are happening world fuck wide kevin how does the military yes. know these two are at that hotel well at that just point? just brian so the world's in need of some astronauts yeah three of them got their faces penetrated by the moon's dick and halle berry doesn't want to go so brian is getting some vindication you know yeah. they believe him now i was right later. asshole so, but yeah, somehow NASA just flies their helicopters in during all of this and knows even what room he's in. Yeah. It, they never explain that. There's got to be a deleted scene to explain. <laughs> There's gravity disruption. How these planes even get around with no yeah. issue. Yeah, they're all flying through it. and Oh my God. Yeah, so that scene is a little weird. And then uh, maybe the saddest part of the movie. So when Halle Berry does her reverse Independence Day speech, her Dependence Day speech. I think that's the best way to put it. She tells everyone, all right, everybody go home. We see a uh, a jet take off where it's going. I don't know. Yep. But it, it seems like most people from this Air Force Station, whatever, what do you call it? Vandenberg Air Force okay. Base. Air Force Base. Most of the people from the Air Force Base take off in this airplane. Headed towards Denver. Only a handful of people remaining behind. There are two scientists who we see throughout this movie that were work with joe so this whole time that they're trying to figure out this engine conundrum casey's been inside solving it meanwhile it's like five people are still there that's it the people who stay behind to help them launch because basically brian joe and casey are going to do this themselves they're going to fly there they don't need anybody help at back at the base everything's flight ready folks while they take off the two 
engineers, I guess they are, get in this, is it a helicopter? Yes. Yeah, they get in a helicopter along with the people who helped them launch, the handful remaining people back at the base. They get killed by a wave. And they don't seem to care. It's so like sad because it's like, uh, why introduce these characters who are very helpful? Just be like. And you easily write them off with no like remorse. No. Nothing. No. But even let's get back to that scene. How the fuck is everything flight ready? All of a sudden she comes out of nowhere. And I even think Casey mentions it very slightly that he would love to have been an astronaut, but he was the chubby guy. Yeah. She's like, I have these Apollo suits that will work for us. Where the fuck are these Apollo suits? Okay, so we didn't talk about that. So just to go off on a quick tangent from where you're at, hold your thought. So the AI technology has to identify a living being and technology. So that's why when Brian was there before it attacked him, when the three guys go up, you know, in 24 hour notice, that's why they're attacked. So this time they've identified that. So they take up an ancient shuttle. They kill the power. They have the detonator Mm -hmm. and Casey has his cell phone, which he's taken selfies and he's taken pictures and the AI swarms them and he smashes the detonator, Mm -hmm. which logically seems like couldn't that cause it to blow? You would think. So he smashes the detonator and it's still attacking them. So then he smashes Casey's phone. Casey says, I should have, I could have just kept shut it off. So they're essentially wearing vintage, like retro. This is 1960s Ash. This is like Mercury era astronaut outfits. They're wearing like 60s astronaut outfits. They're flying a, a retired shuttle that they've killed all power to but then the lunar module that's attached to the rover was made by spacex there's a lot of elon musk shout outs in this movie which i'm thinking elon might have helped with this movie somewhat Uh, he probably wouldn't admit it oh i wouldn't this is horrible oh my god but it's fun horrible i'd still watch this movie again yeah i would too and i so basically i'd put independence day ahead of this i'd put resurgence independence day resurgence still is one of the worst movies i've watched oh it's better than 12 or day after tomorrow exactly i haven't seen all of his movies but i i'd put it i've never seen Ten Thousand bc i don't know i I at least enjoyed this despite how crazy it was it's it's fun it's a perfect sci-fi channel sunday afternoon movie it didn't make me mad like resurgence did that pissed me off and resurgence maybe wouldn't have been as bad if it wasn't a sequel but it was 20 years after the original it's a 20 year later sequel so speaking of sequels yes jim unless you have anything else to mention let's do our sequel to moonfall all right so if it ends up making money or if it ends up maybe taking a second life on streaming platforms maybe we'll get sequels or at least a sequel to moonfall i you want to go first you want me to go first you go first because i'm trying to think what i would name the movie okay so it ends with casey his consciousness his consciousness at least because i guess he's dead and he's now in a way like the ai system of the moon Again, I don't fully understand that, but I will say there's really no need for Brian and Joe to return in a sequel. No, their roles have been done. So I will say governmental positions during the rebuild. Yeah. The fact that they introduced this moon AI, he has to have a role in the second one. What that would be, I don't know, because I could see, all right, the, the AI tried to defeat the moon. It couldn't. 
So next time it's going to come to Earth. So it's going to just go to the source and destroy Earth since it can't access the White Dwarf. But what I can't figure out is how KC would play into this. Okay. I mean, maybe he uses the moon as a weapon since it looks like the Death Star. Maybe it operates like a weapon. All those spaceships on the moon, inside the moon also don't make any sense. They weren't. Well, that's something we didn't mention oh, know, going right. back is, so after Brian has his powwow with the moon's AI, in a sense becomes like Neo. He does. He He's now the one. is like the one and he knows exactly what to do. Meanwhile, Casey and Joe are scared shit and they're like he knows what to do because he basically takes the fight to the black cloud but then he flies past all these like it basically becomes star wars it does they have these like he flies them through this tunnel it's the trench run yeah it's the trench run and they're shooting the the thing and like he knows exactly what to do that is an interesting thing for the sequel where if he would return he now is on earth with that knowledge he knows everything yes and then so does kc who's is the moon i guess it's just the moon talking to you i I don't really know. I don't have an answer for what a sequel would be. I hope it's fucking crazy. I think we start five years after. I'm thinking KC has to be an attache for the ancient human race. He's going to bestow the knowledge of humankind of what we used to be. And then I that scares me, though, because that's resurgence. That's where I was going with this. All of a sudden, we're going to be in flux with all this new technology that is from our past. Unlike Resurgence, where it was alien tech, this is actually our own tech. But we find out, too, that there wasn't just one moon. Yeah. There was another moon. And we have to somehow find that moon or that moon is under attack. So what do we do, Kevin? We take the fight to them. Moonfall Resurgence Part (laughs) 2. But I think Casey has to... In the sunshine band. <laughs> I would love that's the way I like it. And I think uh-huh, uh-huh. human race needs to learn from what we used to be so we can start eliminating war. But I think you're right too. Why not just have there's gotta be those random moon dicks out there yeah. that just straight up attack the earth. Yeah, because like, that's that's the point. They're out there hunting. But how about we have to go find another earth? We have to go start something well, new. Maybe okay. So your idea you know, kind of combined with the basic crumbs of what I was coming up with. Yeah. What if KC communicates with Brian on Earth and tells him, hey, they're coming. And there's a, there's, we can't handle this. There's another planet that needs to be finished. You need to wormhole your ass through, get to that planet. So it's contact. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but basically like Haddon. you need to take a wormhole. Maybe Donald Sutherland's back. Maybe. So, Bigger role. Yeah. So then they have His to, brother, Rich Sutherland. May, so maybe that's where we start. Maybe they're developing another moon. What if Donald Sutherland actually is an ancient human? There you go. That's interesting. Because it's a minimal role and this time in a sequel it brings him up more and you find out that he's been around for millions of years huh. and he is quote unquote the conduit between ancient human civilization and this one okay and he knows ninja he, will, he knows ninja guy but then he's the one that lets brian know via casey that they're coming and the moon isn't going to be enough to stop them. yeah i think that they probably go in the future the moon has to be rebuilt we must rebuild it make it stronger and then they also discover the second moon yes and moon two moon jr <laughs> Mac the night. 
Uh, but yeah, there's some because yeah, basically these AI clouds are out here hunting for they're not under predator. Yeah, they're trying to end life in existence, period. But like in the second and that'll lead to the third one, the earth is fucking done. Yeah. They're just done yes. for. And then you go into third, we fight back, and we finish them off. So, correct me, though. They knew they needed to put the building blocks and leave their DNA to build life, but they selected Earth. They basically are looking for habitable planets, correct? They created Earth, though, from what uh, the gist I got. They created Earth. They created the planet because they brought the Milky Way together to build, because you see them with the the, moon, it builds the sun, and then the next thing you know, the Earth's being made. Well, at the end of the movie, the last shot we see of the moon, it has rings now. It's the debris. It's the asteroid belt. Yeah, I hope it happens, just because I am curious to see. I hope it's straight to DVD released featuring Rob Lowe. Okay. (laughs) Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Kindergarten Moonfall and, uh, 3. What was it? Butterfingers? Twix. Twix. Yes! Twix. A lot of Twix. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you stuck with us through that, working through it. Shooting the shit, guys. Seriously. If you haven't seen it, well, I hope you've seen it, then you're listening to this. It's a fun, dumb movie. If you haven't seen it and you listened anyway. Yeah, just watch it. watch it. I mean, why not? What do you If you, you liked lose? Independence Day, if you liked 2012, you'll like this. It is... Yeah. Suspend disbelief, go into it like this is going to be fucking bonkers. Yeah. So everything out the and window. it's two hours, which I appreciate yeah, because not, every ugh. movie now is three hours. Like the Batman is going to be three hours yeah. long. Drive My Car, the Japanese movie, which may win Best Picture, is three hours. Don't Look Up is like three hours yes. long on Netflix. Nightmare Alley, we just watched two and a half hours. Everything's two and a half or three hours now. It is the standard. How amazing would it be a movie wins Best Picture and it's an hour 27? Be awesome. Come on. I mean, this movie, and maybe that's why I like 80s movies so much. Is yeah, Because like, they're all like hour 15, 80 minutes, get in and out. Yeah. Perfect. This movie probably could have used an extra 20 minutes. I would say so. To explain some stuff. They needed to. But it was, uh, it's two hours and I, I liked it. It's just like, hey, we don't need to fuck around here. We can just get in and out. Kevin, how would you rate this movie out of 10 stars? What would you rate this? Out of 10. Four five i'd rate i think it's a solid five it's a five that's fine i had fun yeah it was fun we'd watch it again yeah five out of ten would moon fall again yes (laughs) nice (laughs) what would moon fallen moon if if it fell completely you know what as dumb as that would be that would probably be the sequel moon rise moon rise moon fallen it's gotta have the moon in it again right i assume yeah probably i will say okay if you stuck around with us long enough to uh, wade through this nonsense that we call the spoiler cast give you just a tease and a treat this week some bonus content for you bonus content so this will come out you'll be listening to this on monday maybe if we're feeling froggy maybe thursday Woo! Uh, don't get your hopes up too much. Some bonus content, just something else for you to listen to to get you through your work day. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's some of my favorite research I've done. And it's a group of people that you have never heard of, especially here in America. It's uh, the equivalent of if we were to select a random Wikipedia page and read it to you. I probably got so many viruses. <laughs> Going on GeoCities pages and you C- deep dive cbj.net. Yeah. And dot uh, CA. Yeah. Dot CA specifically. So, all right. Well, thank you everyone uh, for bearing with us and holstering yourself down to not be attacked by the moon. So, until and Halle Berry, they smoothed her out. Either they smoothed her out in the beginning, in the very or beginning. She looks like she's 23 years old. Halle Berry has not aged. She looks fantastic. She looks fucking amazing. Beautiful 
woman. So until later this week and next week, we'll leave you with fuck the moon. Moonfall, it's the moonfall. Halle Berry and space shuttles and the moon, moonfall. The moon is falling. Halle Berry and space shuttles, it's moonfall.